0: How are you guys doing over here on the channel? I want to say hey, thank you so much for the support of the last couple of weeks we are growing exponentially. If you guys are new to the channel do yourself a favor and hit the subscribe button because we upload videos every single day over this conflict because things are ever changing and this is, well, this is what we do. This map right here you guys are about to see this is my map that I literally draw up every single time. Well, I don't draw; I have to redraw it, but it is drawn up by myself. I have added some more stuff uh, which I'll show you guys here in a second so you guys can see this area oh my god, yeah, we had to add that and we'll talk about here in a little bit why, but uh, red is going to be Russia, blue is Ukraine. Fairly fairly obvious. And you have your, your blue little triangle area is are going to be your heavily fortified and so on and so forth. We'll talk about this here in a little bit. But Tell you guys right now, Britain is promising to backfill Poland with the tanks needed if Poland elects to send its stock of T-72s to Ukraine. This is actually coming directly from Boris Johnson himself, uh, which is which is a good thing. So also, the French president has actually confirmed that France will be sending Caesar self-propelled howitzers and Milan ATGMs to Ukraine. So this the Caesar the Caesar thing. I had to do a little bit of research on it because I didn't know much about it. It's 155 millimeter all right, normal howitzer, it can actually maintain a firing rate of six to eight rounds a minute sustained fire or three rounds in 15 second rapid fire. It takes under a minute to actually get this thing up and running, which is extremely effective to keep uh, the Ukrainian forces mobile. You got to think about that. These things, they always got to be shooting, maneuvering, shooting, maneuvering, so they can't have ordnance dropped on top of them. I actually have a video I want to share with you guys of this Caesar thing, uh, howitzer actually being utilized. The deputy commander of the Russian Central Military, District has now clarified that the goals of the second stage of the invasion are actually coming. And I think this is a little bit out there, but they do believe they're going to be able to do this. So more power to them, I guess. They want to take complete control over Luhansk and Donetsk. Land corridor to Crimea and a land corridor to Transnistria. So that's the area I was just talking about. I, I Hopefully I'm saying it correctly. But the Transnistria flag... You know, let me go ahead and throw that beautiful thing up on the screen for you guys. This big red flag. I think it's got a little bit of green in it. Green and yellow, maybe, I believe. Anyway, you guys could see the the good old-fashioned sickle and hammer is there. So I have actually annotated. This is Transnistria. It is not something that the world actually believes is a real place. It's actually part of Moldova. So just want to throw that one out there. And Moldova is now... They've actually now publicly come out. They're trying to figure out how they can join the EU. So everybody... (laughs) Everybody's really just flocking to the West. So this area is held by Russia. Uh, They claim to hold this thing. It's a very weird little gray area. So what they're trying to say is they're going to control all this area on the eastern side of the country all the way over to Transnistria, which is this area I now have annotated for you guys on the map. So that means that they have to push through what? Michalive and take Odessa to get this entire thing, to create a land corridor. So we can pretty much, if we want to just draw... A line all the way across. They're pretty much talking about doing this kind of a deal, which I don't believe it's going to be the case. I think it's going to be more like they want to make it like this, something like that. Why would they want to stop there? Why would the Russian forces stop creating that when they can have the entire pie, which they tried to out the gate, which didn't pan out. So if you were like, look, you can literally just take a draw a line. There's Dnipro right there. Oh, excuse me. There's Dnipro right there. <laughs> uh, this is Krem, Kremchenyuk. Kremchenyuk? I'm sorry. You guys are going to hear me jack up a lot of names, by the way. Sometimes I, I really feel like the Ukrainians and the Russians, for the matter. Russians, Russian language actually a little worse. They just took a keyboard and smashed it on the ground. It's really difficult for us, for people like myself, because I speak American. You know, I, I don't just speak English. I speak American. We have a hard time actually pronouncing some of the stuff. But for the most part, we're going to talk about the eastern side of the country. That is what they're saying they're going to do. And of course, Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov, yeah, he said that Moscow is now not going to negotiate with anyone about the security guarantees for Ukraine. We know this is one of the stipulations that they were trying to work out about, about two or three weeks ago. I talked about it on this channel, not really going to be a king, I'm not, not really going to be a thing. See, I told you I'm still working on my English. I've been around for 32 years and I still can't get it correct. Statements by the Ukrainian side. This is what he said. Uh, are giving the impression that that the Kiev authorities do not need negotiations with Russia and they have resigned themselves to their fate and Russia will not tolerate ultimatums from the Ukrainians so this is a uh, it's kind of a big deal you know it's it's one of those kind of things there's posturing I I still I was looking at those images of Putin yesterday and him sitting really awkward inside of his chair and I've seen the videos multiple times now. you know I'm going to play a clip of it uh, for you guys right now Предлагаемый штурм so I wasn't I wasn't originally gonna talk about this, but I, I was just it just came to my mind after talking about posturing. So have you guys seen his posturing like inside of the video? He's literally sitting there. I don't know if, if he's having like back issues or if he has some type of disease where he's deteriorating. I have no idea, but he never moved his right hand if you guys noticed entire that video the entire time. It, sta- it stood there, or uh, he firmly was gripping the entire time on the table, which I never really noticed until someone brought it up. That is a little strange. You know, that is, that is quite strange. Anyway, another building has actually gone up in flames, by the way, like the ones we saw yesterday, but this one is actually in a different town just outside of Moscow, by the way. I don't have an exact reason why, uh, but it's in the town of Koryulov. Koryulov Probably jacked it up. But I want to tell you guys right now, the two videos you're about to see are actually coming from this incident that's been geolocated, which I'll show you guys where that exactly is right after the video. So here we go. Here is the exact location. There's a grid corner if you guys want to go look at it. This is the exact location where that video was taking place. So I'm going to go ahead and just keep backing it up here. All right, here you go. There is Moscow just north of it. You guys can see these fires have been breaking out around Moscow. Now I don't don't know much about it, but I will tell you guys right now, I did a little bit of research, and I found out that the Russian Mission Control Center is actually located inside of the city. All right, and I had to actually go back and reference my video from yesterday because I could not recall exactly what the two buildings that went on fire were. But it's also the place where artillery plants. This is this this area right here, this city. This is the place where the artillery plants were reconstructed and turned into plants that produce rockets and launch vehicles and spacecraft. So this became like a scientific space hub for uh, Russia after after World War II. I'm not saying that this is anything to do, by the way, with yesterday's events. But one one place in yesterday's, which I told you guys, I had to actually go back and re rewatch my own video to, to remember, it was a Russian aerospace defense research facility which is where the Iskander and the S-400 missile systems were developed. Then, four hours later, another fire broke out in another city at another building, which was the largest manufacturer of chemical solvents. So I'm not saying that these things are kind of tied together, but the timing is kind of strange, and they kind of do go together. Chemical solvents, Iskanders, S-400s, and now this building catches massively on fire inside of an area where they do all their space research, and it's, it used to be an artillery plant. So anyway, the body count right now uh, of, of civilians, excuse me, inside the Kiev area is now up to 1,084, which I believe has risen just over 200 additional bodies since I last spoke about this, which I believe was two days ago. 75% of the bodies have been found to have been shot with firearms. So this is in that Bucha area where they're, they're pulling up the mass graves. And we have talked about this a few separate times. It's a terrible thing. Really, really terrible thing. I know that they, the French had sent people to actually go in and investigate this, but it's, I, I, I don't know. I'm actually somewhat lost for words on it. I've seen all the videos. I'm not going to be able to share the videos with you guys here on YouTube. You're going to have to go research it yourself if you'd like to see it, but it's not good looking. It's not a look that I, I recommend going in, and unless you really want to see how, how bad. Like the thing is, as humans, they, they, we, we do the best things and some of the worst things, and that is possibly one of the worst things we've done since, I believe, World War II. So, a Russian sources actually stated that there's there was an attempted breakthrough into Russia by Ukrainian forces. Okay, I'm gonna type in the city for you guys real quick on Google Earth, so we can actually take a, a quick little gander together. You know what? It's gonna be a lot easier for you guys to see it on my main uh, my map I make myself. All right, so here you go. It is actually going to be roughly about right here is where this is taking place. So they're now stating that there was an offensive operation that took place near the border crossing right there, okay? So apparently 10 Ukrainian tanks were involved and eight were destroyed while two retreated. So I I don't know how much I believe this because if you guys look at this map, so you're trying to tell me, this is coming from a Russian source, by the way, that Ukrainian forces were able to maneuver 10 tanks north all by themselves, Move all the way north. This could be a thing. I don't believe that was going to be 10 tanks. It could be like a very small, soft unit or something like that. Like maybe a recon element. I could see that. I could see that being a thing. They may have just made it seem bigger than what it really is. Pushing through. Oddly enough, I don't know. Any oddly enough, when I clicked on the source uh, after about five minutes later, it was actually deleted and replaced with uh, this right here. It says, Belgorod authorities are saying that this is a false flag and no such attempt as, as on this attack actually took place. I believe it is something that could have taken place, and that's why I wanted to put it in here. I don't believe it's a false flag because the original source actually came, uh, was stating it was a Russian one. It had I am not even sitting over a Ukrainian source whatsoever, but it had been deleted for literally five minutes after, I, after it was put up. And they're stating that there was 10 tanks. I don't believe that. If, if it was anything, I believe it might have been like a soft unit that was able to get through a very small element to the border. Uh, because, I mean, we know that they did hit a, a bridge inside of Russia, and we know they've hit Belgorod a few separate times. I I don't believe it was tanks. But anyway, this footage is actually coming out of Luhansk, I believe. And this is going to be showing you exactly what it's like within the trenches there. I've shown you guys multiple videos and what it's like to be on the ground there for the most part. uh, But this one's pretty good. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, show you guys that it right now. And I know a lot of you guys are asking yourself, where are the bodies? Where are all the bodies inside these footage? I don't want to show it to you. I don't believe this is my... my, my, my It's just not not my job to show you guys that kind of stuff. That's that for one. And, and two, it, it's clearly just an abandoned fighting position. Now, that's going to happen quite a bit. You guys said, see, I think it was either a PKM or an RPK that was left behind. Uh, you guys saw like a US body armor. That's like, looks like one of the ones I used to wear back 10 years ago. Um, I know a, a lot of stuff we have now. I mean, you got to realize a lot of the body armor actually... Is it goes expire? It does expire. I don't know if a lot of people know that body armor does expire. And you guys can look at the dates on the back of those. That body armor is from back in the day, and those things actually do crack if you drop them and stuff like that. But yeah, that is crazy. Your body armor will crack or used to crack if you were to drop it too hard on the ground. So you literally would get spider cell or spotty looking veins through your stuff if you dropped it too hard. So you never want to. You always wanted to set it down softly. Strange random fact. Yeah, don't drop your body armor too down or down too hard, or it may not work. Yeah. Strange. I don't know if that's the way it is now. Now they have really light stuff. I've, I've seen some of the new stuff. It weighs like two pounds. That's not what I had. So the next few clips you guys are going to see are actually from an ambush that was set up on Russian forces. And it was, it, it is coming out of the Izium area, by the way, so everybody's aware. If you guys don't know where Izium's at, it's going to be down here. So here's Harkiv, we were just talking about a second ago. Uh, these black routes are going to be your supply routes. Hupiens, where you guys see this L, that is going to be the logistical hub. So you're going to see a lot of ambushes on these routes. We've talked about this a few separate times. So this, this one was taking place down here inside of Izium. If you guys are new to the channel, there's roughly 25,000 Russian troops that are inside that area I just circled. So you guys are going to see inside these videos. Uh, this IED was either set up on a small bridge or uh, or on a culvert, which is pretty... Standard, I guess you would say because it can be hidden well, it becomes a choke point, and the idea is they can do a split they whoop whoops sorry there they can actually split the elements up, they set it off, hits one, there's a truck in front, which you'll see, and there's a truck in the rear, so here is that for you guys <laughs> So Russian forces actually attempted to bust through the, the lines, the Ukrainian lines just south of i And apparently, they suffered the loss of three tanks, three IFVs, and they took about 50 casualties down here inside of this area. I actually still have it marked. So, you guys are looking about this one right here. This is the area they actually tried to push through. They got nowhere. They took 50 casualties and lost some tanks. Over the last 24 hours, though, Ukrainian troops have actually repelled... 10 separate attacks in the eastern side of Ukraine. Now, if you guys notice up here, I actually have taken away this area as being controlled by Ukrainian forces. That is not the case. That is 100% not the case. Now, there is an air element that is moving down from Tyranny and they're moving west from Krem, Kremna right there, as you guys do see. Now, this Ukrainian force that was up here inside this area I spoke about, that is not the case. They've actually retreated or, well, I'm going to say they withdrew, retreated, same same deal, back down towards Slovenia. They, they reside somewhere inside of this area. I can't give you the exact... The details because i'm not with them but that is the the rough estimate of where they're at they've claimed to have shot down over the last 24 hours 15 russian aerial targets which have included nine drones three aircrafts and three helicopters so there is that's what's going on in this area now there has been the, the, the heaviest fighting inside this area has actually been in pop i'm gonna try to get this correct i usually say pop santa you guys know what i'm talking about this area right here sorry english so where we at? So they actually are making some headway the Russian forces. You guys can see right here. They have pushed through and there's two elements of Ukrainian forces pretty much that have wedged they've wedged themselves in between and they are advancing very slowly through this eastern side of Ukraine. So they haven't been making a ton of like a ton of moving room, I guess you would say or clearing a lot of white space that is the Russian forces. So that being said, we're actually going to move a little bit south. So we're going to scroll down to Mariupol. We're back to our bigger map now. So Pool is down here. All right. So Mariupol, the 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 size of the area has not changed because the Russians have actually remember I told you guys yesterday they said they're going to pull back and not do anything. So these images you guys are currently seeing are coming out of Mariupol and it's, it's apparently what they're they're calling a blockade. Uh, to me it just looks like an outer cordon is probably the best way it should be said with with men who are really piss poorly uh, equipped. I mean, look at this. This these are literally Donetsk soldiers that are waiting Ukrainians to make their move and try to exit the area. And can we just please note how poorly these, these men are really armed? This guy is literally carrying a rifle that has not been made since 1973. This is his quote-unquote sniper rifle. All right. Yes. You guys heard me. This is a mosin with a small little scope on top of it. This thing has not been made since 1973. It started being in production in the late 1800s. And this right here is what they're stating is going to hold off the Ukrainian forces before they can actually shift those men to move north. And we've talked about this. They're moving roughly 12 BTGs worth of men north to Avika, which is right here, as you guys can see. I'm going to go ahead and circle for you guys. A chunk of them is moving there, and then another one is actually moving over to Pop Santa, which is currently right here. So those are where those 12 BTGs were actually moving out. And if you're wondering what the current state of Moripool Pool was, well, don't worry. I have some updated drone footage, which I'm going to show you guys right now. And a Pentagon spokesman has actually stated that the U.S. believes that Mariupol is still contested. Well, this is fairly obvious because there's still Ukrainian forces down there and Russia has not done this. But that's despite Putin declaring victory and they're making a big show of telling everybody that his troops have now uh, taken this over and they're not going to invade the steel factory. Kiev Intelligence is now claiming that Putin himself... Is actually planning to deploy soldiers from its elite military units, along with personnel from its F, or well, be, better, let me federal security services, formerly known as the KGB. He says they're actually going to bring those men down there. Which I don't know if that seemed like the smartest thing. I think what they're doing, setting up an outer cordon and just dropping bombs on top of it, is probably the logical way to do it. The more expensive way, but you're not going to lose as many men. But I could be wrong. I don't really. I think what they're doing is terrible in the first place, and really pointless. So, anyway, that's what's going on down there in MariPool. For anybody who is know who is who is wondering, apparently, uh, we're gonna have to deal with or they're gonna have to deal with, excuse me, the fact that uh, Russia is gonna send KG, oh, ex KGB members in there. All right, so we're gonna slide over here to Mikaliv, which is way over here. All right, so there's a little bit coming out of this area. There hasn't been a lot of change when it comes to movement from either sides, but we know we know what they've said. Uh, That is the Russians. What they said, they're going to try to take over this entire thing, create a land bridge all the way over here. That's phase two. So phase two, that means at some point they're going to have to push their men this way. So this image you guys are seeing is actually coming out of Nova. Here we go. I love trying to do this. Nova. Kakhocha. Anyway, just north of Kirsten. All right, so it's just north of Kirsten. You guys can see it right here. Let's go ahead and just give that a little bit of a circle. All right, so that is the area. It has a bridge, of course. It goes the other side, which is pretty crucial for them to get supplies across. But some people went asking, guys, well, what is the third flag? So that third flag you guys see next to the Russian flag and the Soviet flag is actually, I've seen this multiple times, is a Soviet victory banner, which was apparently raised on the buildings in Berlin in 1945. So they're utilizing the same thing, the same piece, to justify that they're fighting against Nazis and they're going to win. So here is an image of what it looked like prior uh, to, them, to them doing it, and, and that's kind of nuts to me. So uh, there you go. So that is that. That is today's update. I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging on me over here on the channel. I will see you guys tomorrow with another video. Other than that, stay tuned and uh, subscribe. I'll see you guys later. See you guys.